0: I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to the Vulnerability Podcast. This is Marissa Donnelly, your host, and today I'm so excited to bring Rebecca Benendike on our show. One of the things that really drew me to Rebecca's work, both creatively and professionally, was how she uses her voice in so many different ways and through so many different avenues to really share passion and love um, and and really inspire people. And I really resonated with her work uh, because that's something that I feel is is very important to me. As a writer, I'm all about sharing my voice and figuring out what my voice is and helping people figure out their voice as well. I think kind of finding your voice is such a message in both of our work. And so I'm really excited to have her on the show today just to to speak to that and a bunch of other exciting things. But I wanted to start there. Um, First, Rebecca, welcome. Thank you, Marissa. It's so great to be on the show and thank you for having me. This is, this is awesome. Well, we're excited to have you and let's, let's just jump in. I mean, one of the things that, like I said, drew me to your work was just how you spoke to um, the power of voice. And you know, just to give listeners a little bit of a background, can you just kind of briefly talk about what you do and what, what voice means to you, both literally and figuratively? sure you have you have time for all of that (laughs) it's a big topic
1: Um, well voice to me I've been using my voice since I was a little girl so I've been singing as uh, for a long time and singing professionally since I was 18 and that's kind of transitioned into a lot of different places that I use my voice I'm a qualified teacher here in Ontario um, so standing up in front of a classroom and, and talking to kids and Um, enabling them to have a voice. And also now I'm doing more voice work. So I'm doing um, commercials and animation and um, e-learning books um, as well as still performing a lot of the time. So that's like literally, you know, the voice and um, how I'm using it. And then figuratively, I guess, you know, it's really hard these days to find your voice sometimes. And where is your place, especially when we're inundated with media every day. And there's just so much to sift through. I think that a lot of the times we become overwhelmed and, you know, we're constantly looking at all these other people and what they're doing and how they're successful. And where do we fit in? You know, how do I fit into this picture? And um, I think part of that, Marissa, is what you're talking about, is being able to find your voice and um, coming alongside maybe the right people that can encourage you and show you how to find that and then what impact you can have on the world around you, um, be it close to home or maybe overseas? Maybe you're a global citizen like I am. Um, but yeah, it's a journey finding that voice and I think um, another kind of interesting way to look at it is that our voices change over time. Mm-hmm. you know as a writer, you'll relate to that. you know you're writing about different things today than you would have been a year ago because you've changed so mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That's that's funny you bring that up because when I was working uh, at Thought Catalog, which is, um, I was working full time. It's an online magazine and um, digital uh, publication. And Mm -hmm. the writers and the relationships that I built there, we would always talk about, you know, how funny it is when you have um, writing online because you grow and you change as a person. And then you kind of look back at some of those things that you shared earlier. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, I'm not that person anymore oh my perspective's completely changed and totally so it's interesting that you mentioned that because I think part of the journey of finding your voice is rediscovering that voice as you grow and as different experiences and um, relationships and situations shift you and grow you
1: yeah and accepting your voice and accepting your voice from yesterday as well like I think too often we we tend to judge ourselves so quite literally I would look back at songs I've you know, recorded a couple of years ago. and Oh my goodness. Like I've changed so much. <laughs> you know? Oh, my voice is better now. Or, Oh, I didn't, what was I doing? You know, but I think it's really important to remember not to judge past you um, and just accept who that was and then accept who we are today and whatever we're going through, whatever um, challenges or um, uh, joys we have in our life at that time are to be celebrated. And um, yeah, just uh, to embrace, I guess, embrace the voice we have currently today in the present, and that it's okay, whatever we're, you know, thinking or saying, or the story we might want to share.
0: Absolutely. That makes me think of some of the clients that I work with. So with my business, I have a lot of writing clients, and they differ. I mean, I have some that are working on creative projects, professional, academic, and so Mm -hmm. it's so interesting, because each of those facets is so vastly different. Mm -hmm. Um, But in working with them, a lot of times, I think what I would say the majority of what holds um, my clients back is just the fear of their own voice. You know, they don't want to sound too much like someone else, but they don't want to be too different that it's strange. And so there's kind of this weirdness where it's Mm. instead of just accepting, you know, like the draft, I talk about drafting all the time. And it's like, just let it happen. You know, your draft doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to make sense. You just have to get the words out and then you can always go back and, Modify them and change them and shift them into something that's actually what you want to say But if you're too afraid to just let those words out You're not really going to find at the core what your voice is
1: Exactly, and that's the same in in all things like you and I've talked before about fear being the thing that holds us back And that's something i'm really big on is that, you know Courage will overcome that fear, but you have to choose courage over and over and over again so for that writer or that songwriter or for the singer who wants to stand up on stage, or the person who needs to, you know, do a public speech, or or not even something in public. For the person who, you know, needs to leave a marriage, or whatever it is in your life that you need to like, you know, get the courage to do. Um, you can find that. You can find it within yourself. We all have it within ourselves. We just have to trust it. And I often say, like, you know, if I don't do this thing what, what's the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't, you know, do something that I'm, I'm like, Oh, this is really scary. Like I don't want to say this or I don't want to do this or, mm-hmm. or I can't. That's another lie we tell ourselves, I think is that, well, I can't do that. So-and-so can, but I couldn't. So being able to overcome those things, you know, is really, I think one of the big tickets in life because <laughs> worst case scenario, well, your book never gets written or you never sing, you know, but I think the alternative to being courageous is, is always in my life. It's always been better. (laughs) The the result has always been much more rewarding, even if it feels like a failure at the end. It's like, well, at
0: least I tried, you know? Yeah, That's Mm -hmm. funny. I posted something on social media um, as recent as I want to say yesterday, but it was that same kind of concept where it's like, you know, I my my goal is to just do it to step forward to trust mm-hmm. things to say what I feel because the worst thing that can happen is okay you get rejected or someone doesn't agree with your perspective or if it's like a relationship then and, and they're not interested you know like yeah there's there's yeah. outcomes that might not go your way but for me it's it's always been like it's better to kind of step out and try then to like live the rest of my life wondering, well, what if that could have been a cool relationship or what if mm-hmm. that book would have, you know, been a bestseller and you know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's that, that step that you have to take just to kind of answer that question. I guess like for me, it seems like there's always like that burning desire or question within us. And it's like, well, we, you know, we, push everything or we push it away. We're like, well, you know, it's too scary. We're not prepared. I'm not ready. Somebody else can do it better. You know, we give ourselves all these excuses. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or we think we have time, you know, Oh, I'll do that when I'll do that when I'm older. I'll do that when I'm married. I'll do that when the job is finished. I'll do that, that, you know, and then we keep putting it off and we don't realize, I don't think our mortality and how precious life is. And that, you know, we don't have all the time in the world. So I like um, Mel Robbins' book, The Five-Second Rule.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, It just talks about, you know, that our brains will actually shut down an idea within five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. And then it's telling us the lies. Like, no, you can't do that. Or, you know, that you have to act on these ideas, act on the things. Because most of the time, it's something, it could lead to another really great thing in your life. And if you're passionate about something, I say, like, just go for it in that five seconds. That's how I live my life. I mean, it's led to some crazy things
0: and crazy opportunities, but it's fun. And I think life should be fun. (laughs) So, yeah. This, I mean, this really resonates with me because just, um, what, a year and almost three months ago was when I started my business. And it was that exact kind of thing where, you know, you're telling yourself, no, you know, I'm too young, I'm too inexperienced, I'm not going to be successful, you know, all these things. And then finally, I was like, well, what the heck, if it fails, then, you know, I look stupid and whatever, I'll delete the social media accounts and move on. Right. But I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just try it. I'll go for it. And because of that, I mean, it's just opened up so many doors and then look back like, wow, I almost didn't do that. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, that's when you look back and you realize you, you did do the right thing. And that's typically what happens over and over. Like I, um, I don't know if I told you this Marissa, but I was living in Europe and I came back to Ontario and I didn't have a place to live. This was a couple of years ago now. And I put out on um, Facebook just a note saying, does anybody have a couch or a basement I could rent for like a few months because I was going to be going to Thailand to sing. And there was like five, four or five months in between that I just didn't have somewhere to live. So, um, a reporter from the area, actually, she knew me because she wrote a story on, on me at one point, And she just made a comment to my Facebook message saying, well, oh, you could stay in my loft because I'll be in Uganda. Wow. And then she followed that with, or, you could come to Uganda with us. We need a voice coach because she was going to this like performing arts school. It was like, you know, dirt floors and not a school like we think of it in North America. But, um, and I just, I went, okay, well, (laughs) sure. (laughs) And that was like one of those yes moments. And also really interesting part of the story was that years ago um, my mother had actually donated a guitar to a kid from the Watoto choir which a lot of people have heard of the Watoto Choir. Mm-hmm. And so this guitar had gone to Uganda. And I, th- I said, you know what, I am going to go to Uganda, and I am going to find that guitar. And I did. I found the guy with the guitar, I went to Uganda. And that's led to kind of like where I am now with all of the work in Africa. So it just goes to show. That was a five second like decision. I was just like, okay, I'll go to Uganda. And it was a month, like I wasn't going to be getting paid. Uh, You know, I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. And I just trusted it. And I was like, well, go for it. So yeah, so I encourage all people to even if you have those kind of moments in your life, better to just say yes, and do it than regret, you know, wonder, Oh, what would what would have happened if?
0: Mm hmm. It's funny that you were able to make that decision so quick. I feel like with my <laughs> business, I was like going back and forth for months. Like, meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was the just the timing, because um, yeah. some
1: decisions are obviously take a little bit longer than that. But uh, it was just the timing. I was like, well, it's cold in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I have nowhere to live. I can probably do some of my work from Uganda, and at the same time, I'd be, you know, helping out and volunteering there. So yeah, it all, it all led to
0: everything that's happening now. So it's, that's just how life goes, but it's pretty cool. That's amazing. When, when that moment happened, did you feel like in your core that it was the right decision or how did you know? I guess I'm just wanting to give some takeaways (laughs) for listeners, you know, like, how do you know when you're faced with those decisions, what to do or how to, what you should go for versus, you know maybe think through more like what did it feel in that moment when you made that choice well i do think that as a
1: thinker i do think sometimes we think too much we think about it too much sometimes what i do and this is a skill i've learned is just i listen to my visceral response so i close my eyes for a minute and i just imagine myself saying yes and then how does my body feel like literally listen to your body is it excited? Is it stress? Like, cause maybe there's a financial obligation and that, that could cause like a stress Mm -hmm. response. Um, and I just really listen to what my body tells me. And if it gets, if I'm like super excited and I can, you know, afford the thing I want to do and feel like it's, you know, like I could be of use in that place. Um, or that, you know, I might have an opportunity to sing there or share my gifts and talents or inspire Youth um, or other women, these are all things that I'm passionate about. I just listen to that and then I go. <laughs> My path is, you know, I, I don't even know what I'm doing in 2020. I don't have a plan. I really have no idea. But I do know that if an opportunity comes up, I can say yes. <laughs> so it's not the kind of, it's not easy for everybody to live like that. I, I gotta say, it's a very free spirited lifestyle. But, um, it has enabled me to uh, have, do outreach and, and be able to impact uh, people's lives in ways that I couldn't even imagine. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. And for me, likewise, to be impacted by their lives, like especially the kids in Africa, especially the girls in Africa. So yeah, it's been, it's like definitely a give and take thing.
0: <laughs> That's so great. I want to ask you more about that, but Before we jump into that, I I also wanted to say, you know, you talk about like the free spirit lifestyle and that it's difficult. And I I get what you're saying with that, because sometimes it's like, no, you can't just up and leave and and go do different Mm -hmm. things. But I think we sometimes like our society makes it seem like, you know, that's the definition of success is, you know, you have to go and just jump and take these opportunities. And I think on a small scale, it's like we can adopt that yes mindset and those, you know, taking the opportunities on a smaller scale. So maybe, maybe for, you know, someone listening, it's like, okay, well I can't take a trip overseas right now. But it's like, well, what can you say yes to in your day-to-day?
1: You know, how can
0: you step into something that you're passionate about and and share that with people or, you know, what's, what's something even in your workplace or even in your family where you can kind of step out and take a new opportunity. It doesn't always have to be the big things. Absolutely. I totally
1: agree with you. And I think sometimes mostly it's just about having a positive mindset. All my songs on this new album are about, um, that, that fear and overcoming it with courage and just not being afraid of going for whatever it is, be it small or large. You know, just uh, you have to look at your own life and see where you can make a positive change. And oftentimes it's just our mindset, how we're looking at a certain circumstance or situation. So, yeah, I I agree that uh, it can be definitely on a smaller scale. But I think overall, small or big or whatever it is in your life, it's about positive thinking, really. Mm -hmm. And, And just... If we're not positive thinking, trying to be self-aware enough to know, like, where is my mind going? Is my mind trying to stop me from doing these things? Or like, am I being discouraged by lies that I've been telling myself for years? And how can I change that narrative?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's also important for us to recognize, like, we have power as individuals, you know? I know when, before I started my business, I was like, oh, well, you know, I could start this, but, you know, am I really going to make a difference? You know, who's going to care and, you know, why is it going to matter? And then once Aww. I stepped out of that, it's like, oh, wow. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I'm working with, you know, millions of people. It matters that I'm working with the ones that I am and that they're growing and that they're finding their voice and that that is making an impact. And I think yeah. sometimes we get like clouded by how small we are, but it's amazing what impact we each have.
1: Oh, I feel that every day. I feel, you know, I'm on social media and then I'm like, who cares? Like, really? Who cares about this? I felt like that when I was about to release my album. That's why I switched gears. I was like, really? So what? So what? I have an album. So, so what? I wrote some songs. Like, how is that even important in this big world? You know? So, oh man, that, those kinds of thoughts, Marissa, always happen for me, even now. I'm doing a concert Friday and I'm going like, who really cares <laughs> because it it's going to happen and it's going to be over. And I'm putting in like so much time and effort, just like you would with your business. Right. And like I do with my business, but then it's like, really, who cares? And that's like, I think the human nature in us to try and find our purpose. Like what is the purpose of all this? What is going on? Right. You know, so I think that's really natural, but I don't know. That's I get again, like, well what if you didn't do it? Like all the people that you're impacting, Marissa, right? Like all the people you help write, all those those people that you come in contact with, you know, it's I I feel like often it's like a butterfly effect in the world. Can you imagine like all the artists just didn't do what they do?
0: Right. Like, it would just
1: not be the same place.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, we can't adopt that thinking. It's dangerous to adopt that thinking because if we stop doing what we do then there are people that don't get touched, that don't get uh, – that miss out on our message. And that is a huge challenge to overcome on its own, um, just that, that belief that what we're doing doesn't matter because you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter if you reach a million people. You might reach ten, like 10 or one. You know in something you say and that one person could it could make a huge difference
0: yeah that one person's enough i mean yeah
1: it is and it, it should be and that's where i think we need to keep repeating that to ourselves that it's enough we are enough what we're doing like i get one message after my the release of my first album and this guy he sent me a message and he said you know i just received your album and uh i was struggling with ptsd and I wasn't able to sleep at night. And now I listen to Smile, which is one of the um, covers I recorded. And now I listen to Smile every night before I go to bed and I can sleep.
0: That's amazing.
1: It's like, oh, and it kind of it whips, it's like a it's like getting kicked in the butt. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. oh, that's why I'm doing it. Not mm-hmm. for myself, not to gain a million followers, but because you know, one guy can sleep better at night. Because I did that. It's, it's, it can be very powerful if we tell ourselves that message. Absolutely. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm like speechless. (laughs) It's so true. I mean, it's such a combination of things. I think it all, it all ties together, you know, trying to figure out what your voice is in the world, recognizing that your voice is valuable in whatever Mm -hmm. context, whether that's through words or, you know, through music or, you know, something that's not creative at all, you know your work, your role in the family. I mean, all of these things, it's, it's discovering what that is. It's understanding that you have worth. And then it's like, okay, how do I take what I have and give it back to the world? And I wanted to circle back and and give you the chance to talk about the really cool projects that you're taking on um, with your work and your business. And just if you could walk us through the brief version of, of how you got to that point and, and what you're trying to do, I think it could really inspire listeners to feel like, you know, I, I don't have to, you know, be or do a certain thing. I can find myself and I can learn ways I can give back and and push against fear to really find my place.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, for sure. So I'll try and do it in a nutshell, but basically after the last release of uh, Some Fun Out of Life, I wanted to write my own music, but I never identified as a writer. So that was my fear. Um, Anyways, I went to Europe, I ended up writing with an Irish team of songwriters. So I got other people on board, you know, so I could get over my fear. And we just wrote, we didn't write for a genre, we didn't write for anything specific, we weren't writing, like for, you know, to try and get signed or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, People don't get signed anyways. (laughs) But that's a whole other topic. Um, You know, it was just putting myself out there. So then, okay, so then I had music. And then the next fear was, well, how am I going to like produce this. It's going to cost me $20,000 at least to get a band, the producer, all these things. So more fears come up. So then I did a crowd funder. I put myself out there again and I was able to raise a bunch of money for that made this, made the album. So now I'm sitting here 2019 going, okay, great. I have this album. It's all produced. Everything's done. And then I had that thing come up again. It was like, but who really cares? Like, what's the purpose of this? Why am I doing this? And it was about finding that why. And I think that's important for every single person out there. Why are you doing what you do? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of looked at my life. I think I had some, like, meditation moments where I was like, you know, I have this life of philanthropy. Like, I'm going to Uganda, and I'm not really exposing that. It wasn't like a big – I didn't want to show off, quote, unquote you know, that I was doing volunteer work, but that was really a big part of my heart. Like I have like my adopted little sister over there and it was really important to me. And then I had my music life, which was like more glam. And I thought, how, wouldn't it be awesome? Like if I could merge these things, cause it's like I'm two people, but I'm not, I'm one person doing both things. So then I um, just decided that I would do a benefit concert. And I partnered with Plan International, which is um, an, a worldwide organization that supports uh, girls' equality in, within the world. That's one of their main focuses. Um, and they're in over 70 countries around the world. So I partnered with them on two projects. One is, being, um, is ending child marriage, and the other one is um, ending FGM, which is female genital cutting, because I learned that 3.9 million girls were still affected every year. And the biggest part about this was that I I saw it. I heard the stories when I was in Uganda, so it was really close to home. So then I just decided, okay, I'm going to do a benefit concert. I'm going to release my album. Uh, I'm going to give people the album for $15. I'm going to include a link to a live stream concert, which Marissa, this is like another huge fear because it's not even done yet. I haven't done this. (laughs) It's October the 3rd and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to be filmed live. And I can't go back and edit that. Ah, But again, it's just like, okay, worst case scenario, what I screw up on stage, I forget my lyrics, you know, the band doesn't show up, (laughs) you know, it's just like, you got to do it. So, um, and in addition to that, which is really amazing is the Canadian government is uh, going to match, I'm going to donate 20% of all the ticket sales um, to these two projects. And the Canadian government is matching those two projects four and five times. So it's like mind blowing because now if I hadn't come out of this, like, little box where I was kind of scared and I didn't want to show off. And I was like, Oh, how, what are people going to think? I wouldn't be doing this, but if I, my goal is to sell 5,000 tickets, it's poten- the potential is to raise $75,000 to donate to these two really important causes that can just blossom into huge projects for like equality for girls globally. And like you, I'm an entrepreneur. So I want to, build up other women in their entrepreneurial skills and give them back their voice. Like we're talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, okay, this is where I start. And, uh, yeah, it's still scary, but that's kind of what's, what's going on right now. And this Friday, the album is actually available on like Google play, Spotify, iTunes, all the places music is available. It'll be available on Friday the
0: 13th. <laughs> so yeah yeah they really connect with that because that's where be like collective was born it was i love writing i love educating i'm a licensed teacher and it's like i love being in the classroom i also Mm -hmm. love working with people one-on-one it was like how can i merge these together how can i you know give other people the passion that i have and then it was like oh duh you know yeah yeah it's like dawns on you right you're like why didn't i do this before yeah and then it's Not. like, you know, taking those, those little steps and being like, okay. Yeah. I mean, like the launch of my business, I was terrified. Uh, I like launched the business because eventually I was, I was trying to get the website first and my website just wasn't ready because I, I was trying to do it all on my own. And it was like, okay, I just have to oh. launch this thing without a website. So yeah. I launched without a website, got a website later. So it was just like, to me, it just felt so messy, but it was like, once you do it and kind of, fight that fear. It's like, okay, all right, we got this. Like I'm just going to do it one day at a time. And then all of a sudden it becomes something far more than you imagined. So that's, that's what I'm anticipating with, with your projects and your ventures is that, you know, there's all this fear, but it's coming from a place where, you know, okay, I know I want to do this and I know why. And I, I just anticipate it being so successful because there's just that passion, that passion just carries it forward.
1: Yeah. And, and ignoring those other voices, because trust me, it still happens on a like semi-regular basis, even right now as I like go into this big launch of things in the next five weeks. But you know, even that voice that says, well, if you don't sell those 5,000 tickets, you fail. And I go, no, I didn't cause I tried it. And you know, even if I sell hundred tickets, you know, it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I've, I've succeeded because I tried. And I think that's a really important takeaway for everyone because too often we sit, we tell ourselves, well, if I don't reach the goal that I put out to the world, then I, then I suck, <laughs> you know, or then I fail, or I'm not going to try it again or, or whatever. But I'm just, you know, I trust and I think it's an amazing cause. And I think it's super cheap. And, and I just think it's attainable, like, you know, all these things. And that's where your focus is. I'm like, oh, wow, we can actually eradicate FGM in the world. This is huge. That's I want to nice. be a part of it. And if you let those be your guides, um, especially when nowadays there's so many different places to put your attention, your money, your, you know, and, and we just don't know how to help because we're like, well, what do I do? What do I do? Well, now I'm like, Oh, this is, this is attainable and affordable for everyone. So yeah, just staying on that kind of mindset, I guess, and believing in yourself as you, as you take the risks, as you be vulnerable in your life. Um. yeah, just staying positive and, and trusting. There's no failure. There's only trying.
0: I love that. I was going to ask you if you had a takeaway, and I think that's perfect. That really can speak to anyone listening. You know, if there's something that you want to do, just, just try it. Just do it. I mean, the, the trying is the journey. And if it doesn't end up exactly how you wanted it, it's still worth going for. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, and part of the journey. And most of the time, you'll get some kind of like personal growth or a life lesson out of it. And isn't that worth everything, you know, even if it hurts along the way, it's still worth it because I think you grow and you learn about yourself, about the world, about other people. And uh, I think that's really valuable.